everyone and welcome back to the Racing Mental Sponsorship Podcast. You're here with me, Jess Shanahan, and we have Toby Trice here as well. How are things going, Toby? Um, really good, Jess. Very, very busy working towards uh, the next season now, which seems to be coming up far quicker than I realised. Um, we're now in the depths of December, looking forward to Christmas. And uh, yeah, it's all pretty exciting. How are things your way? Yeah, you know, I wrote another book, which is still kind of like consuming most of my brain space. Like, I feel like because I put in so much work and it's now been like, what, like a week, two weeks since I finished, I I still can't kind of like get my head back in the game. It's really weird. Like, obviously I need to take a break, but I'm not going to do that. Really? Um, <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, like just riding on the high of all the feedback and the excitement of, yeah, releasing the, the side hustle roadmap, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's mega. Yeah. Two time soon to be award winning book author right <laughs> like it's probably mega you should be so proud Jess yeah I cannot wait to get stuck into the book I've had a little glance over it it's now time to to get into yeah get into it myself so mega stuff mm. I always uh, I don't know if anyone listening has written a book but you go through it so many times in like such a short period of time that you're kind of just sick of it usually by the end I certainly was sick of get paid to race and I hate to say that because obviously I, I love it now and I go back to it all the time but like after I'd written it I was absolutely sick of it but actually this one I keep thinking oh should I start a hu- side hustle I'm gonna go back to that and take a look <laughs> so um <laughs> watch this space <laughs> oh, wait. yeah <laughs> let's see what happens so we're going to talk about imposter syndrome today which I think is probably quite relevant for anyone who is you know doing big things starting side hustles going after sponsorship but should we jump in with a fact do you want to go first today yeah let's go with facts for me uh, for Jess to start with will be Jess part owns an online retail company and a football company Jess we've never spoken about this so (laughs) can you explain some more there's not really a great deal to say like the football company's right at the beginning of its of its journey and its sponsorship related so I can't really say much more about that but um yeah the online retail company is a company that I used to work for freelance and they were like do you want some equity I was like yeah why not so yeah I have a little bit of equity in this small company but it's one of those things that I can just like sit on it leave it on the back but I don't have to do anything and one day it'll be sold and I'll make some money Right. Yeah. Fair play yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Toby's fun fact is that Toby sleeps with one eye open. <laughs> this has this must have something to do with me being a twin. <laughs> <laughs> this goes back right from my childhood. My older sister used to like get freaked out that for some reason when I sleep, I have my kind of one of my eyes just slightly open. Uh, maybe I'm just looking out for my my twin sister maybe it will attack me when I was a kid or something I don't know <laughs> but even Katie still still gets freaked out by it she wakes up and sometimes she sees that I'm sleeping with yeah one eye open and there's um there is pictures to prove it so maybe I should shut <laughs> shut up my social media someday yeah just pop it in your stories like for everyone to see and we'll let everyone know <laughs> it's a little bit random yeah I must, little bit, must admit um it might explain why I get a dry eye as well because mm. I don't fully close one eye <laughs> sleep at least you're not going to get attacked by a lion or a rogue twin or anything. So Yeah, maybe, but um, I can't say I actually see anything while I'm sleeping, so <laughs> um, it's not really working. <laughs> okay, let's jump into imposter syndrome. Now, I'm guessing most people will have experienced this, but not necessarily everyone will know what it is. It's that feeling of being a fraud and feeling like you don't belong somewhere. So, like, you might get this 
at school in your job when you're doing sponsorship stuff it's that niggling feeling like in the back of your brain that's saying you are not good enough for this and that's something that i call the voice and actually i've, I've experienced this i used to really struggle with this and i know that that you've had uh, imposter syndrome as well a little bit in in your your sponsorship journey toby can you kind of you know for for context and to give people examples of what this feels like can you explain a bit more about uh, how that affected you hundred percent. Yeah. It's such a strange feeling, something that's not particularly talked about. I don't think, I think mm. we all kind of suffer in silence with this. It kind of sits in that kind of mental health headspace in, in my opinion. But yeah, I, I've had incredible bouts of imposter syndrome. I mean, I remember right from the very, very start of, of picking up your book, reading it and um, meeting you, Jess, um, doing the six weeks to success course and going, I've got this, this is all right. This is fine. And then when I actually started, Oh my god! I was just like, "Yeah, this is yeah. No, I should be doing this. Why? Why am I valuable doing this? What? How can I bring value to to this person and these people? And like, you, you're just self doubt, I guess. I just doubted kind of that I shouldn't have even been there. But actually, I've I've regained all this knowledge, and thanks to you, Jess, kind of just reassured me that things are all good. That I continue pursuing um, what turned out to be an absolute dream of a year in 2019. So. Oh yeah, imposter syndrome is such a strange feeling. Uh, we've we've spoke many a times, Jess, haven't we, on this particular topic, um, because we feel so strongly that just every now and again you just need reminding that, that actually you should be there and you are doing the right thing. But there's yeah. that little voice inside your head again. Are you sure? <laughs> should you be doing this and and that kind of stuff? But I think a lot of people will definitely be able to relate to the fact that this is this is a thing. Yeah. And actually it manifests in a lot of different ways. So um, it might be really small things that you'd never notice. And I, I do this a lot and I have lo lots of people around me to sense check me, but I might write something that says, if you feel it's right for you, go and do this thing. Or like, if you see value in this, why don't you give me a call? Little things like that when, you know, I should be confident enough in my experience to say, when you're ready, give me a call or something like, I know that I can help your business. Let's chat. I'm not like, I am quite direct. And actually a lot of the stuff that I put out goes through that level of sense check before, I, before I let it go out going, well, yeah, kind of, if you want to, don't worry, there's no rush. <laughs> um, that's what I want to write or I want to say, but people like Rose who works with me. And then I've got a friend, Lauren and my friend Nell that they'll read my work and be like, no, you should be more confident. <laughs> I'm like, I am internally, it just doesn't come out when I write, like, uh, obviously, like Something a subconscious. Happens. Yeah. But even in, I think the biggest way that it that it affects people, and this goes for me as well, is that thing of, you know, you're about to have a meeting with someone really important. And you're just super nervous, but in a way of like, I should not be here. How have I faked my way into this position? How did I trick them into meeting with me? Who am I to say that I can go talk about this thing or help them in a way or consult on their business when it's just me? And I think that's how most people experience it. I think that's been my experience. I really have to kind of just stop myself and externalize yeah. it and go, is that true? Yeah, exactly. Like, that, that, I mean, that literally what you just said then, Jess, literally rewind to 2019 pitch into my first big sponsor that I, that I fortunately landed. Um, I remember picking up the phone to Jess I think about half an hour prior to me going in going Jess what what am I doing like have I got this and um we you consulted with me you you were chatting to me going I told you you're fine just remember these points etc etc and I could have easily cancelled that meeting and talked my way out of that easily 
but I think sometimes that reassurance from from yourself Jess has been so so kind of like important because I went into that meeting and I did own that meeting I did talk about how I can have that company and I was really confident and I came out and I had a signed sponsor so those kind of doubts that I had in my mind 30 minutes before that meeting call it stage fright nerves I don't know what you want to call it but that imposter syndrome I had thankfully <laughs> I went through with it otherwise I wouldn't be here now so it is, it's, it is a thing isn't it and I think I think everyone goes through this I mean I've even had it when I've been sat on the grid sort of three or four races in you know I've been sat in the collection area looking around the race car kind of trying to calm myself prior to the race looking around going I should not be here like but I should be like what you know what is that thought I should be here but yeah there are times when even now you know I'm still thinking those those things um and I think that's why it's quite important to have a good solid network around you to to kind of gain that reassurance yeah absolutely and you'd actually be surprised how much of my job is just giving drivers pep talks you know teaching actual skills aside I think a lot of of what I do is just making someone a bit more confident in in themselves and just saying no what you're doing is correct and you have no right to to kind of feel that way but like appreciate it feel it but then like literally like get rid of it move on go into your meeting and you know nail it kind of thing and I think having people around you that can do that whether that's friends family other drivers a coach whoever it might be I think it's it's so important to kind of like find that champion and like the person that really builds you up and goes, no, you you are just, you know, going a bit over the top here and, you know, just remember all of these great things that you've done. This is unfounded. And then, yeah, go nail it. <laughs> and I think that that was a massive turning point for me was finding people like that who were always going, why are you putting yourself down? Why are you charging so little? And then reminding me of like the great things that I've done. I think like if you've got a good friendship group or like even like a business group who know you well enough to say, yeah, but remember that thing you did, that was so much scarier and you were amazing at that. It just kind of flicks you back into the correct mindset of like, oh yeah, I can do this. Yeah, it's just a simple thing, isn't it? Um, And I think think for me and kind of my own experiences, I think because I found, you know, people like yourself, Jess, to, to kind of surround myself with that have kind of, been there and done that and, and gone I know exactly how it feels that kind of validates your emotions so that when you then have then the moments of you know that kind of imposter kind of syndrome sneaking in because you know the kind of people that you look up to around you have kind of felt exactly the same it's kind of you know you take their advice as a bit more kind of important and it does have a bit more validation behind it um and I think surround yourself with people a that you admire and b that support you it, it is is such an important part of this because motorsport sponsorship becoming a racing driver and being a racing driver that all three things are hugely demanding on on your own mental health because there's so many challenges on on the way but those challenges are so so rewarding when you nail them and i think having a good support group like that around you can really really help kind of silence that that imposter syndrome don't you agree jess yeah completely agree so you know for anyone who's listening who is kind of like struggling with this quietly on their own go speak to a friend family member whoever it might be because firstly they'll be able to help you they'll be able to tell you how great you are and secondly they've probably struggled with it as well so I think that's quite important and I I think the reason that that we get these feelings of being an imposter or like having faked it and you know not belonging is is from your brain trying to protect you from those challenges yeah so like your brain is saying, well, this is a scary situation. Don't do it. 
and it and it's like inventing all of these things to say no, no don't go in there you might get upset or you know there might be a lion or whatever these like primal kind of fears are that you have as a human and I think it, it's really important to challenge that and to like be aware of it. So like the real first step in overcoming imposter syndrome is just being super aware of like what your brain is telling you when you feel that feeling of being a fraud. Yeah. And, and I think um, I had a bit of an experience recently, actually, where I've managed to start helping people out with their own imposter syndrome. I'm on a very small community group of sim racers and very, very good sim racers. You know, they're, they're better than me by, by a country mile. Some of these guys are insane. Strap them in a car, I'm sure with a bit of practice, they'll be pretty damn awesome racing drivers. And a, and a topic came up actually about racing sponsorship and actually becoming a racing driver. And, and all of them that was chatting among this group was saying, oh yeah, you need money. Um, I'm not even a racing driver. How can I go to sponsors when I haven't got a race license? I'm just a sim racer. And, and all these kind of really quick points that they were making about themselves were clearly it was just imposter syndrome. I literally just replied to all of them and said, you're all wrong. <laughs> because I was like, I managed to get sponsorship from a bit of karting. It was just corporate karting. I managed to get sponsorship prior to even getting my race license. And I had zero money to take with me into the world of, of motorsport. And believe me, that was absolutely petrifying. I was so scared about doing this. Jess, you know, you know exactly how I felt all the way through this process. But if I had that mentality and allowed that kind of imposter syndrome to come through, hundred percent there is no way i'd have ever got my race license i'd have never been able to become a racing driver and i've never been able to help out the sponsors that that backed me last year and for them to get the results that that we got for them so having that belief that it can be done and and kind of silencing that imposter syndrome can really really change and make a difference Mm. and i just want to put that message out there to anyone that's listening to this podcast that may well be considering a career in motorsport you may well be a current corporate carter or you know or, or an owner driver carter or even a sim racer or just someone that's interested in the sport and thinks do you know what one day i'd love to become a racing driver it can happen like genuinely silence that imposter syndrome go with your heart and surround yourself with with amazing people and of course yes you're definitely one of those people that, <laughs> that people should be surrounding themselves with yeah who knows it it, it, it easily can happen and and I can prove that yeah and I think you know you've made some really good points there and one of the big things that I do if I have a client either like a a life coaching client or a sponsorship coaching client who comes to me and is clearly struggling with imposter syndrome the first thing I do is ask them to either there and then or like over a week or so is to write down everything that they think about themselves so for example once upon a time I might have written down I'm not experienced enough to go consult with a big company I might have written down something like why should people listen to me when there's other people that they could listen to and I would just write down all of this big list of things about why I was wrong for whatever piece of work I was doing or just just generally and why I was like a fraud and all of this kind of stuff and it might be really hard to write that stuff down But when it's written down, it's externalized. And this is the technique, it's called externalization. You're basically getting all of these thoughts out of your head. So you can kind of almost view them objectively. You can look at them on a piece of paper and go, that's a load of nonsense. And you can kind of go through each one, one by one and look at it and say, well, I do have enough experience. I did these things. Or I should definitely go to that meeting or that race or whatever, or start this thing because 
these are the reasons why I'm, you know, a strong person who loves motorsport, who has knowledge here and all of that kind of stuff. Writing it down on a piece of paper not only makes you more self-aware, but it allows you to challenge those, those things that this voice in your head is telling you. So that's something I want you guys to, to think about is challenging this voice in your head, whether that's by externalizing those thoughts, writing them down and then challenging them one by one, or whether it's by questioning whether that thing the voice is telling you is true. So I think questioning your truth and, and kind of challenging the voice are two really, really important parts of, of overcoming imposter syndrome. And, and actually I wrote about this in, in a fair bit of detail in the mindset section of the side hustle roadmap. Cause I feel like when you're a racing driver who has so far been going after sponsorship for me to suddenly say, go out and start a side hustle. Even if you're super up for it, it could be really daunting. Like it might be quite, quite new to you, or it just might be, uh, you know, the, the amount of work ahead of you makes you think I can't do this. So that's why I put in a big mindset section that, that includes a lot of stuff about imposter syndrome and all of these techniques for kind of externalizing it, challenging it, and kind of moving you around to the mindset of, you know, I do belong here. and I'm great at what I do. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, just a point I want to bring in there, Jess, because you've made some really good valid points there is that something that can kind of add to this, I guess, imposter syndrome is the fact that a lot of people compare themselves to others is that they'll look at other people and go but they're not like that and they'll put that kind of like doubt in their mind by comparing themselves through you know instagram or you know the social media kind of culture that we that we live in and i think if you can stop comparing yourselves and just that you know when you're writing those things down be really honest with just yourself without all that kind of noise that can really help you hone in and kind of you know be really true to yourself and a lot of the time I would say to people, your only competition is yourself and you can kind of ignore what people are doing. Just yeah. better yourself and, and do your own thing. But obviously when you're competing on a racetrack and literally there are people who are better than you on that one race, it can kind of be hard to get your head around that. And I, I just yeah, kind of want to want to give some advice on on that 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 point because a lot of people say to me, well, you know, it's first, second or third kind of thing. But still, you're still only competing with yourself because those people have a lot of the time a different car different setup they may have practiced that track more they might just have more experience so instead of looking at them and going i'm rubbish i could never do that what you look at instead is how can i improve myself to get to where they are because yeah. then you're kind of putting it on you because if you are always telling yourself these people are better than me you're never going to try to to improve yourself because you'll never think that you can get there but with, with, you know, the right hard work, the right team, the right training, the right practice, you can get there. That's totally possible. So I think really focusing on like who you are, what you can do and what you can control will really help with imposter syndrome in those situations where there literally are people ahead of you. Yeah. And if you can silence that imposter syndrome, the, the amazing positive effect that you get on that is, is huge because imposter syndrome brings those sort of self-doubt negative kind of feelings about yourself and if you start believing then of course that's the way you're going to go once you start kind of silencing that 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 voice almost that's telling you you know that that imposter syndrome is kind of sneaking in and once you can silence that you can then really focus on 
the things you're doing good and you can reflect on good experiences and how you can push forward and and those are the real qualities as as racing drivers that that we all have inside us that's why we want to compete on the track because we want to be the best but like like just said if you're focusing on yourself in a really positive way and reflect on your previous experiences and all the good things that you're kind of achieving then you you grow far quicker and, and you become a, a much more kind of rounded quality racing driver both for yourself and and of course your sponsors that's really interesting that you say that because i think that's actually called a self-fulfilling prophecy so like i think the term comes from like if you're always let's say a teacher is always saying to a child they'll never get anywhere with that attitude or you know they'll be no good if they keep misbehaving they're just going to keep being no good and they will never get anywhere and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because they've heard it so much but i think that also applies if you're telling yourself this thing as well so basically whatever you tell yourself becomes your truth which is why you have to challenge it and say is this my truth do i want this to be my truth how do i change it yeah and and that's why your network's really important as well isn't it and your mm. support group around you because you know we all have those days um jess and i still have those days it's perfectly natural and normal but but we've managed to suppress that far quicker than i certainly ever used to and that is down to my group and mentality you know just actually you know taking that time out just to think about where you're at where you're going what you've achieved it just it really really helps transform your mindset in that respect Mm. Uh, another thing that i want to encourage people to do is to remember their successes so and write them down so whether that's you know that time that you just did a great overtake or if it's a win or a championship on the track whether it's you know getting some good feedback from a sponsor who said no whether it's getting a meeting whether it's just something else that just reminds you how great you are like you know that time that you painted a great picture like anything like that remember your successes because for some stupid reason our brains put more weight i think it's like five or seven times more weight on bad things that happen to us so we're always thinking i know and we're always thinking about like that one you know mistake that we made when speaking to a sponsor or like the time we screwed up on track where we don't remember like the the 10 15 20 times that we actually did something right it's it's Mm. such a weird thing so something that i started doing was saving every great piece of feedback i got um any praise for get paid to race the positive reviews anything like that i started screenshotting all of this stuff especially ones where they said you've really helped me you know you helped me get sponsorship or you helped me reach you know my dream race series anything like that because firstly it reminds me why i'm doing this and secondly it reminds me that what i'm doing is working for people so i have like folders pretty much every device i own of just screenshots of things so if i am having like an imposter syndrome moment i can go back to those so you know as racing drivers who are chasing sponsorship maybe starting side hustles save little bits of feedback that might be those those emails and all of that kind of thing because you can go back to them and go you know what i am good at this and i deserve this so you can kind of like quash whatever the voice is saying and move on and keep doing your thing yeah and and just as a as a personal experience of that jess i remember when jess asked me to to sort of start the podcast with her and the first thing i said to jess was i can't do that <laughs> like the imposter was there straight away so this is a prime example of that we're how many episodes in now 20 this is our 27th episode in and 
you know we, we've recorded some amazing content and we've had some amazing feedback from from you guys listening in and we really really grateful for that but it's helped reassure me that you know that actually I'm on this show with Jess for the right reasons and Jess reassures me that I'm there for the right reasons yeah I love being part of this podcast it's awesome it's so much fun so you know that that's a, again another prime example of what Jess is talking about I, I do look back on the feedback we've had on the show and it really just helps my confidence out ready for the next show and you know I'm on this show being confident today but that doesn't mean to say that imposter syndrome doesn't sneak in from time to time so it's so good to always reflect on sort of previous successes and I think just going back to the the kind of track example Jess you know when when racing drivers go through you know a Friday test Saturday and then get to a Sunday race and they bin it off at, at one corner their focus can be so heavily put on oh I've got a lot of chucked it off at Paddock Hill Bend for example Brands Hatch and they'll keep focus on it and then next, the next time they go around there on the you know on race two in the back of their mind they're then conscious of what they've done but in actual fact how many times have they gone and attacked that corner really hard and you know got the car sort of maybe sideways or you know I've got, got the car absolutely on the limit and have gone around there absolutely perfectly but you know you as a race driver you've got to take that that sort of off out your mind concentrate on all the good things that you've done through that that particular corner so that you can keep your pace up because it's amazing how many drivers get back on track after and off and of how slow they go afterwards and, mm. and, it, and how much time it takes to rebuild that confidence but we all know that that person can drive a, another perfect lap like they have done you know all weekend and I think this is very much the the same thing Jess isn't it it's kind of getting back on that horse remembering your successes so that you can then take a good positive step forward yeah and I think this is where mindset coaches come in so like I don't know if anyone listening has ever worked with like you know a proper like mental performance coach but you know if you have an off and you're ready to go into to race two just taking a moment to be really really calm visualize yourself going around that corner and you know attacking it in the correct way correct racing line no offs as you have done in testing qualifying and you know every other lap that you've done there if you can kind of visualize that you're kind of pushing this you know this off this one you know situation that you know was unfortunate but you're kind of pushing it to one side and you're focusing on those you know 10 20 30 other times that you've been round and i think that's that's such a a strong mental tool to have in your toolbox so as yeah. much as you know the externalization the challenging the voice having kind of good mental strength just to be able to kind of take that that one thing that you're focusing on and just put it to the side you don't have to get rid of it because you can learn from it but just like putting it to the side and focusing on the other stuff just so you can get race two done and then once race two is out of the way then you can look at that off and think okay what could i have done differently yeah i think i kind of want to make a comparison to formula one drivers here jess because you know we all look at we all look to formula one drivers as the pinnacle of motorsport and and i think with what happened with uh, ramon grosjean's crash what was that just over a week or so ago now just shows that the pure resilience of these drivers and the way they they perform because all of them witnessed that that horrendous crash and you know thank god roman's okay and the halos kind of saved him but that was a big accident it's one of the biggest accidents i think we've seen in, in the sport for a very very long time it reminded me of like you know looking back on the kind of 70s and 80s era but all those drivers had a long period of time away from their, their car waiting for obviously the repairs to be done and obviously they was all concerned and worried for for Roman and then um, you know they all got strapped back in 
and they all performed and put on such an amazing race. You know, they raced hard for that, mm. that remainder of the race. And um, I think if, if all of them let imposter syndrome creep in and the kind of that fear element keep in it, you know, I don't want to just try to try and make a comparison here. And the fact that they've then gone out and done that just shows just how resilient they are. And I think that's, that's something to, you know, they're, they're role models, right? They're people to look up to. And I think that's a really, really good example. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I want you guys, when you're listening to this, obviously you're seeing Toby and I as the experts, like we're doing the sponsorship podcast, we're talking about this stuff. But, you know, don't forget that we both feel like this. You know, I had to basically convince Toby to do this with me, even though it's not no different to like every phone call we have ever. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I go through my own kinds of ups and downs. of like, should I really be doing this? Am I helping anyone? And that, that kind of gets in my head. And then I'm like, yeah, just look at these hundreds of messages I have that's saying that I've helped someone. Yeah. And it's good to go for, for me to go back to those. So I guess the moral of all of this is you're not alone. And please keep sending us nice messages if we have helped you, because it's good for us. We are absolutely not immune to imposter syndrome as much as we are good at overcoming it now you know you you guys aren't alone even us as experts have this same feeling that you guys have when you sit on a racetrack or you send that scary email to that big sponsor yeah and and you know like i say we're we're not alone at all we're 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 all in this together um so i think it'd be really nice if if anyone was happy to share their own experience of imposter syndrome on the uh the racing mentor racing mentor um facebook support group because you know it'd be really cool to actually share this among the group i think this will be a really good talking point so if you have got any kind of experience of this and maybe ways that you've overcome it yourself we would really love to hear and, and find out more about that yeah because i think just in seeing that you're not alone it can it can make you feel really empowered to, to kind of say well if that person is struggling with this and doing what they do then i can do that too so uh, yeah we should absolutely get more comfortable with sharing our experiences of this because i think it will kind of it'll help everyone for sure. Should we get on to our driver of the week this week, Jessica? This is a this is an awesome one. Yeah, I think we should. So our driver of the week this week is a young carter called Joshua Bugembe. And he is he's 10 years old and he is being kind of hailed as the next Lewis Hamilton, which I love. You know, Mega. so he yeah, he's a young black carter. He's really good as well which i think is you know really important at that kind of young stage of a career just to be kind of winning you know we've spoken to his parents haven't we toby and you know they talk about just his his vast knowledge of things like f1 and they're like where has that come from he's like oh i've been reading about it and you know the the stuff that he knows about different corners of different racetracks that you know most of us like even me as a former f1 journalist i'm sure he could teach me some stuff so a very kind of well-deserved driver of the week this week so if you want to follow him on instagram he is joshua bagembe so that's j-o-s-h-u-a-b-u-g-e-m-b-e and you know he, he's had interactions with lewis hamilton and he's been in the press and all of this kind of stuff so you know he's definitely one of those drivers to watch and i think he's going to do big things yeah, I love it. And I love just after chatting with with his mum, you know, a few weeks back, Jess, I, I really love how humble they all are. I, I really love that quality because, you know, she, Joshua got introduced to the sport purely, I think it was like a birthday, I think it was with his friends, wasn't it? I think, or some, mm. some like play date with his friends. And he was like, oh, I want to go again. And I really like this. And it literally went from, you know, just going for a, a bit of a party to actually 
like doing this for a thing and um, yeah. the very short time that he's been doing this he's like he's yeah he's accelerated so fast that he's yeah he's winning races and he's getting the attention in the media and 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 Lewis Hamilton I mean that's that's insane um okay. and when 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 this man was talking about him I'm thinking that he's like this you know young teenager like he's got ambition and et cetera et cetera and then um, she was like yeah he's 10 years old and I was like what that is insane I think I think that alone for me is is a huge inspiration because to have that kind of drive the attitude whilst being very grounded at, at that young age I think that's that's something to really admire so Joshua huge congratulations to you of um, becoming our driver of the week yeah and you know everyone keep an eye on what he's doing give him a follow on Instagram because yeah I think you'll see him going places and you judging by the uh the kind of press coverage he's had lately you'll probably just see him on the news if you don't follow him on Instagram <laughs> well good luck Josh so that's the end of this episode but I would like to invite you guys to nominate other people for driver of the week so whether you know like a young talented carter or you know a driver who's out there who's hustling who's you know doing their their best to kind of like you know live their dream just just drop us a message whether it's you know an email to jess at racingmental.com or you know something on one of the social channels you can always message me just send me a name a little bit about you know kind of who they are and you know what if you want to overcome that imposter syndrome and nominate yourself you absolutely should and i would love for you to do that yeah mega another great episode jess yeah yeah thanks everyone for listening and yeah we'll see you next week yeah take care everyone